This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Oladanji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Olavanji. Hi, I'm Liki. Hi, I'm Brian. Hi, I'm Christina. Hi, I'm Jen. And today we have our guest with us, Deborah. So we are excited to have you on uh, the Carbon Sessions today because we like to have conversations with people uh, around the world about things that we can do to help reduce the carbon footprint. And one of the things you and I were talking about was working while walking. And I wonder if you want to talk about that a little bit. So instead of driving, instead of maybe even going to a restaurant, just actually just getting together and walking that meeting, whether it's by earbuds or together. So yes, we're exercising, we're doing great stuff, but we're not, it doesn't take anything extra to, to do that. And, and literally that's how I do as many of my meetings as possible. It's just walk. I call it a walk and talk. It's just this walk and talk. And do you walk outside in our beautiful Vancouver rain? Or are you walking inside on a treadmill or what are you doing? <laughs> so yes, I do live in Vancouver. I do live in the rainy city of Vancouver. And every time you see it, it's got a raindrop. But you know what? As a Vancouverite, like literally born here, the rain doesn't bother me. Um, and we do walk in the rain because if you don't do something in the rain, you're staying a lot inside. But I also... I have the fortunate, I live downtown and I, you know, live in a condominium that does have also exercise facility. And so I, you know, I'm doing a big walk, like I'm walking across Ireland. So I'm now in that gym uh, three days a week and I actually go with friends and we actually do treadmill and we do exercise together. And then we all, I also do swim, right? So we have a pool and I, we, we literally will swim and have meetings and we'll talk a little bit and we'll do a lap and then we'll talk a little bit and we do a lap. So just try to mix, mix those two things together happens quite a lot. But yes, rain is not a deterrent here. That's great. Um, Deborah, this is Brian. So nice to meet you uh, and excited to be here with you. I'm, I'm curious. So I do, I, I'm a big fan of the walk and talk. I was excited to join today's session and hear about you and this pattern you've been building. I've got some clients and colleagues that it's normal practice. Like they know what it's about and they're like, oh yeah, like, I stand up for my desk and like, let's walk and talk, right? And they like get into it. And some clients will even do hike and talks and we'll like, yeah. our planned meeting is we go once a quarter and we go hike this hike together. How do you, so for some people in my life, that expectation is sort of hard. I don't know how it got built in the first place, but like, how do you, how do you broach that with someone that you're just getting to know? Meetings are often, you're getting to know someone in the first, on the front side of a relationship. Do you bring this up early in the relationship and the conversation? And how yeah. do you tips on setting that kind of expectation? I think because um, I come from an entrepreneurial background and so do most of my clients and colleagues that I'm talking to. And um, particularly with the fact that not a lot of us have gotten together lately. Um, so depending on who I'm talking to, one, I can go at it from an economic standpoint. It's like, hey, you know, 
let's not go and, you know, have lunch again. I'm sure you have lots of lunches with people. I'm sure lunch again. And um, why don't we layer? And people really love that word layering. I mean, because, you know, if you're, if you're, I don't say the word B and ends with Y and there's an S in the middle. It's not something that we, our team doesn't allow each other to say. So, you know, in my very abundant, passionate, fulfilling life, <laughs> that leaves little room in my schedule. I'll come at it from like, you know, let's, let's not spend 50 bucks on lunch today and let's just go exercise and let's just talk and let's just talk what we need to talk about at the same time. Some people are like, yeah, why am I going to sitting in my house, driving and sitting in a restaurant? So I'll kind of come from an exercise standpoint or from a, you know, let's save some money standpoint. Or the other thing is I'm not getting enough time to go out there and exercise. I'm finding that I'm sitting at my desk all the time. You know, you don't live that far from me. I think it would be really easy. Or look, why don't we just go and walk and talk? And they're like, it's, it's, it's like a new concept, right? They're also trying to find time to exercise. They're also trying to find time to get out, but no one's just really approached them with the idea. Or especially when I go, I've got a hot tub. <laughs> I've got a hot tub. I've got a pool in the hot tub. When's the last time that you went swimming? And they're like, I don't know, like 20 years ago. And I'm like, well, why don't we just do our meeting there? It's super fun. And they might think it's a little obscure, but when I'm like, well, when's the last time you exercised? And look, it's super cool. And, you know, we can just come to the house after and have a drink or something, but, you know, not a martini, but it just, it's just different. And people are thinking, I think they're trying to find creative ways to get together. I also think that they're trying to find ways to save money. And most people will go exercise if they're looking at the walk as exercise, if they make a commitment to go with somebody. And so I'll go, oh my gosh, great. A lot of people also know that I'm training for a big event in 2024. And I'm like, look, I've got to get in as much exercise as possible. I had a friend, for example, last Saturday, you know, he's like, hey, let's hang out. I'm like, well, unless you're prepared to walk, I'm not really into hanging out right now because I have to use all my time to train for this event. It's super important to me. He's like, OK. And literally <laughs> he was like, as we were walking, I'm like, come on, you can do this. And he's like, I got to go. He had to go shopping. And I'm like, OK, let's walk downtown, get your things and walk back. We came back. He, I'm like, good, right? He's like, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> he may never call me again. But um, so I just inject it in a way that it's good for us. It's going to save money. And one of those two things work. That's awesome. Do you do you have clients or colleagues that are sometimes come back to and like they've taken this and carried it forward and they're instigating it? Yeah. Yeah. So the guy that I was just talking about, I mean, I've been, we've been friends for a long time. And um, so he now is doing the same thing. He likes to hike he doesn't like to huff and walk long distance he likes to to hike but i think that a lot of people are are finding that because it's really just doing something that we probably all did during the time that we couldn't be so close to each other um you know depending where you are some places that we, i was we were pretty locked down here and so people would walk and talk right because anytime you had a chance to get out and walk so people were doing it with their earbuds in um and so why not do it with somebody right because I think it also helps in terms of that, you know, we're trying to recover from being lonely for a while. I'm quite interested. I would like to ask you a question about note-taking because uh, I did a couple of times of walking talk uh, with earbuds, but I feel that I am very, uh, I need to be very focused and, uh, and I take a lot of notes. So my question is, how do you take notes of what is important during the meeting uh, when you walk and talk with someone? And more generally, uh, something that is really, I, and I'm really looking for an answer for that, is I do a lot of running. And uh, when I run, I have lots of ideas popping in my head. 
but the problem is that you know when you run, you and I am low, and I want to stop it to you know stop and take notes. And then what it gets me very frustrated is that at the end of a run, I forget most of my ideas. I mean, I remember a couple of ideas, but I cannot remember all the details of the ideas I got. And I think it's such a waste. So I'm wondering if you you have any tips to share. Absolutely. So um, you know, in my in my life, I'm a top performance trainer. So look, I'm like, oh, I got that one. That's so great. So when, I mean, if I'm walking and talking to somebody, so I tell them. So, I mean, I obviously I'm using my cell phone. So I use my cell phone for everything. I'm on my cell phone right now. Um, so when I uh, walk and talk, if I'm talking to someone, so say I'm talking to Jen and we're having a conversation and that kind of thing, I'll say, um, Jen, so as we're talking, I'll say, Jen, that's a really great note that I want to remember later. Can you just text me that? And I'll get her to text, say, text me um, turkey rose oil. Okay, cool. She needs to just set, send me those three words. So she may not be walking and talking, but if so, she's not, or she's at her desk or whatever, she will say turkey rose oil. And I will do that a couple of times through the conversation and that will prompt me, but I'm a prompter. You may have to get them to write more than that. But if we were talking about buying rose oil from Turkey or doing an article on it or whatever, then those three words are going to prompt me later. And she's going to text me while we're talking. Now, Here's my concept of running. And I, you know, am an officially, um, I'm a runner as well. I'm doing a large event, which is walking because it's eight marathons in a row, but um, I'm walking. So um, if you're running, I have two, I have two things that I want to say about that. For me, if you're running, it's a great time to get a lot of ideas and roll things through your head because that running is like meditating. It's like journaling. It's processing, just processing creative ideas. And I think it's great that all these ideas come to you. You can literally do one or two things really is one is just know that those are not being put to waste, that these creative ideas that are coming and flowing are meant to come and flow. You're doing something that's encouraging that creativity. You're giving your brain a break. And by giving your brain, I teach brain health. So, it's like, so you give brain a break. And so it is allowing all this creativity. So don't look at it as wasting. Look at it as releasing and conceptualizing. And anything that you're supposed to remember, you'll hold on to. If there's something that comes to you that's like, oh my gosh, that's like the marketing plan of a lifetime, or I need to remember that. And you really feel that you might lose it at the end, then stop. I have, you have an audio section in your phone. You can audio yourself. I don't know if you guys text yourself, but I WhatsApp myself. I text myself. And if you don't text yourself, well, go make yourself a text. You literally put whatever name you want. You know what I mean? I put Ireland girl because I literally like Ireland and I put my phone number and I literally will go and I will audio message myself or I'll text myself. So if there's something like earth shattering and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to remember that. It's okay to stop. It doesn't really stop your flow you actually will be able to let that go. Because if you're trying to hold on to things, your brain is trying to remember to remember. So then just let it go. And then just audio yourself in your notes section or microphone yourself in your notes section or or text yourself two words and you'll (laughs) jog it, right? Oh, there you go. You'll jog your memory by two words by texting to yourself if something is earth shattering. So that's my advice to you. But good for you for running. Like, woohoo! Good for you. Yeah, but I like it. It's like seeing it as a gift. The idea is meant to come and it's a way to boost and celebrate the creativity. So that's brilliant. Thank you. And Leaky, I'll toss in one I one I use oh. is called Brain Toss. Oh. I'm sort of showing my, I don't know if you can see my screen, but it's a great little app that you just like can click 
while you while you're running, walking, hiking, and like just send yourself a little voice memo kind of thing. It keeps them all organized in a sweet little fashion. Yeah, I think I should I should just send myself more messages. I need that I need that tickler later. Otherwise, I feel like I lost all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Christina, do you have a question? Oh. Yeah, I uh, I think I I yeah I do. What, do you have time to just slow down and uh, think of nothing while you're <laughs> running or walking? Just meditate in that movement. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. For me, I for me I do a lot of um, fast paced walking predominantly, and so um, I feel like what I was just sharing for me when I walk, I have a lot of conversation with myself. You know, I look at it as decompression time. Um, so I do a lot of walking. It is a really creative time for me. I literally will talk things out. It's like, it's you know, it's the best free therapist ever. So you're walking and you're talking and you're, you know, conceptualizing and things may come like we just finished talking about, but also things may go. I mean, I think it's a very contemplative time. When I'm journaling, I'm very journaling. When I'm meditating, I'm very meditating. Meditating, I tend to just like let go and see what comes. But when I'm walking... Um, I think that like we were just sharing really great ideas can come to it or I can come to conclusions of things because when I walk, I'm a big music fan. I'll put music in and I'll really get deep into the music. I'll change my state, you know, um, I'll change my state. I do a lot of that in between meetings. I throw like a three minute song and change my state. Um, but when I go to, when I'm walking, I really go to, it's a very intentional. So they're relaxing. I'm listening to music. I need to work something out. Or if I'm having a meeting with somebody, I'm obviously having a meeting with somebody. And it actually is, it's a way more focused meeting than if I was in my desk. It is a way more focused meeting because I'm looking at scenery, but it's not my scenery. Like that's not my sunshine. It's not my water. But when I'm sitting at my desk, I'm like, oh, there's a picture of Janice Joplin. Oh my gosh, there's a picture of my kids. Oh, there's papers on my desk that tell me that I got other things that I got to go to. But when I'm walking and talking with somebody, I'm, I'm super present because there's nothing else taking, you know, other than this great, beautiful view. So I can, I think I'm way more attentive actually. Okay. Brian has a question. Deborah, you just reminded me of something. I know that there's some science around when, when walking desks and standing desks or treadmill desks and standing desks first were coming out in the market. Um, there was a series of sort of like studies done around it, people's efficiency, their accuracy, their retention, you know, those kind of the sort of like skill sets and performances around whether they're standing or walking. Now, I haven't followed it closely. You may have. I know that there were some issues with accuracy and precision when on a walking desk because like it uses part of your brain to be walking. And so certain kind of tasks, your accuracy was reduced in producing something. But I know that like creative thinking, it like boosted and productivity. There were like pros and cons each way. Any any feedback or knowledge from sort of like the medical literature, as it were, around this? So from a brain perspective, in terms of efficiency, um, I'm more versed in. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually just teaching this last night. The mm -hmm. difference between writing, the difference between writing and typing, right? The difference between writing and typing, your retention level is you know, well beyond 90% when you're writing. And if you're typing. And and for those listening, Deborah's doing the like the the hand motion for like handwriting. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. So yes, we're, we're handwriting. The retention is over 90%. 
even if it's something where like, say you're watching a podcast and you're taking notes and you never read those notes again, um, your retention is higher than someone who is typing. Like, you know, when you, you know, you take your computer into, you know, your university class and you're typing away as the prof is talking, um, you will need to read those notes over and over again to have that same retention rate compared to someone who actually wrote it. So if you're walking and talking, that's very, that's very different. You don't have the chance to write that. Um, so, you know, being prompted um, to that meeting, I, you know, for me, I think it's all about level of importance. Because people will say, I did this last night as well. People look at, you're not supposed to do more than one thing at once. And I'm like, I'm going to challenge that because you do, you don't do something, you know, you can do something and be very focused, but you can also do, you can also multitask and have the same, um, the same level of, I don't know, results depending on the level of importance. So look, if I am, if, if I'm babysitting and watching a child, I'm like watching a child, you know what I mean? Like if that kid's walking for its first time, I'm 100% there. I'm not on a call. I'm not doing these other things because the level of importance is very high. They might fall down. But if I am listening to a show or listening to a training or talking to somebody about a, a marketing idea and making dinner at the same time as the dishes are on and I'm throwing laundry in and blah, blah, blah. I'm doing all of those at pretty maximum capacity because the level of importance of the three or four things that I'm doing are is low, right? So I think if you were going to have a meeting that was very important that you needed to be attentive for, then maybe you're not standing for that meeting. You know, maybe you're sitting and you're focused and you're really looking and you don't have other things on your desk and it's a very important meeting. So you put yourself in an important position. But in between meetings for me, I do a lot of shifting my body. Like I literally will, I'm a, like for me, I use music for many different things. Um, I literally will go listen to a song or I have a, one of those vibration machines at my house and I, you know, in, in 10 minutes, it equals an hour workout. I will stand on there and listen to music in between, you know, big meetings because it just clears my head. Just like I'm on this podcast right now, I'm sitting on a stool because I know from a posture standpoint, I'm way more attentive and I'm way more focused because I'm standing than sitting at a desk. And take it. So I've taken away, I need to invite people and just tell them we're just going to add another layer into our meeting. And I'm taking away this like thinking about the, the kind of meeting we're having and what I need out of it. Do I need to be taking notes or can, do I need my brain to sort of be a little bit more free flowing and free thinking? Thanks. Great stuff. Yeah, I think you know, if I'm meeting with my CFO, like if I'm meeting with my CFO and I need to make some decisions, unless it's a creative meeting, unless I really need to like, I need to get out and just have, just be focusing on these numbers. Um, if I need to be writing numbers and making decisions, I mean, I need to ask myself, where's, where, what state is better for me to be in? If I need to be writing numbers and that kind of thing, um, then maybe I need to be sitting at a desk. But for me and my personality, um, I, because I'm so much more focused when I'm walking, I can actually, I hear it. I, it's almost like I hear it from a different part of my brain and I can make those decisions. And there's, there's times where I need to make decisions in the moment because she needs to know that from a number standpoint, and then I can let it go. Like, I don't need to revisit it. I know that it's handled, um, you know, and you hear things different when you're walking. So recently I've been, I'm hiring for my company 
And um, I can sit across from somebody. I just did a second interview where I sat across from someone yesterday. You know, with the first time I did it by Zoom, completely different experience, obviously. But sometimes if you're listening to somebody and you can't see them and you're walking, you hear different things. You get a different sense of who they are. There, there hasn't really been anyone that I've asked that has ability to. I mean, you know, like right now, for example, we're all in different parts of the world, so that really wouldn't work. There's no one that's ever really been annoyed when I'm walking and talking. So they may or may not be with me. But if you're in a place that's super windy, like I had a meeting yesterday and this guy was hiking and I could hear wind, I could hear his foot, you know, uh, you know, footprint. He's like, wow, I can't believe you can hear all that. Um, so, you know, if you're going to be in a situation like that, you need to be because it's distracting to the other person. Like I found it really distracting, but I appreciated it. So I hung in there anyways. And the level of importance of that call was five out of 10. You know, we weren't making we weren't making major decisions. But um, so if someone can, it's actually they're kind of like, that's cool. Like, that's cool. And I'm like, let's go swimming. Honestly, the content of conversation can be so much better because your guard's down. And you're not just that next meeting in their book. You're like, oh my gosh, they, so they made effort. They're going to come swim. It's going to be fun. It's chilled. It's relaxed. I think you can make as bet, you, you can even make better, you know, business deals and close really big accounts that way. Like you can close as many deals in a hot tub as you can in a, you know, in a bar. Like you really can because your guard is down. Um, they're seeing a side of you. You're seeing a side of them. They're like, this is super cool. It's innovative. It's out of the box. It makes for a really great creative conversation. They're like, wow, I've never really thought of doing this before. I'm not going to ask everybody to swim um, that I, you know, have, you know, the first time on a call, but <clears throat> just like, oh, you live in my neighborhood. Let's go for a walk, you know, and you might uh, end up at a cafe or something like that. But um, it is the level of importance, but I haven't had anyone say like, there's something wrong with you. Um, and I don't say, hey, this is a great thing to do from a carbon, you know, footprint, unless they're really into carbon footprint, unless they're like, hey, this is your Let's go save the environment today. You know, just like my kids. My, my daughter's 30 and my son's 19. And to this day, if I see like something plugged in or what, I'm like, you're, they're like, I know I'm killing a polar bear. I'll unplug it. You know what I mean? So like, I used to say to them, that's killing polar bears. I mean, because they were like, you know, nine. They could put that together conceptually, right? I'm like, unplug that. You're killing a polar bear. They're like, okay, okay, okay. So, you know, my daughter at 30 will still laugh about that now. So I just think it's all how you approach somebody. I know Olabanji, you can't hear Deborah. Can, um, but do you have a question from what you have heard, or if you've heard anything? Uh, I I think it's somewhat related to um, what what Brian asked, um, as as far as like the different kind of tasks that are possible when you're like walking and talking. I mean. Are there cases where you meet people that don't want to do that with you? Um, right, because, you know, sometimes you're like, if you're not here and I mean, if we can have a proper in quotes conversation, um, you know, maybe let's do that when you're able to, you know, sit or or you're able to like maybe pay attention to me, maybe a video call or something. Are there people that really just don't want to do that? Um, with you. So that, that would be my question. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, the content of the relationship is deeper because when you are being vulnerable, you know, and walking with someone may not seem vulnerable, but it's one of your personal activities. Like 
you know, you personally walk or you swim or you tennis or you squash or you this or you that. That's where you are you, right? That's where you are you. And so someone sticking, you know, instead of, you know, you know, not wearing makeup and sticking on a toque or, you know, walking with an umbrella, it's more of a vulnerable uh, position. And so I think that it makes the relationship deeper. I also think it brings a level of fun. And I think that we're all pretty well conscious or cognitive of the fact that it's better than driving. Um, and even when you say, hey, like, we don't need to go to a, another restaurant and sit there and do the restaurant thing. Let's go do this. Um, and then the other thing is you start to get known for that. So walking and, and like I mentioned, you know, myself and my girlfriend were doing eight and a half marathons in eight days walking across Ireland to raise money for the music industry. And it's a big it's a big event, obviously, but no one's surprised that I'm walking. Now we could go do a festival. I mean, it's like, it's a big deal. Actually, that's why I was in New York, Brian. Actually, I didn't know what you then, so it was there talking to Alicia Keys' organization. We're going to support their global impact on women in music and all this cool stuff. And we're going to do it through walking because, and so you want to talk about working and walking at the same time. We'll be interviewing. People will be walking and interviewing us. Um, we'll be doing like probably podcasts, talking. We're going to be showing and showcasing everything that you can do walking. We're going to be listening to music. We'll be doing, someone will probably do a social media. I'm like, I'm listening to like my favorite band right now, walking. So it's a walking cause to raise awareness for something that may not be interrelated. When you think of music, do you think of walking? No, you do not. You might think of clubs, you might think of events. And we could very well have gone to Ireland and done this big, huge concert, right? And had it over the course of a weekend or done a festival or something like that. But instead, we're hoofing ourselves and we're not. Last marathon I did was uh, 18 years ago, you know, so this is kind of funky. And so just making people aware and coming out and hopefully cheering on the streets and walk, walk with us a little bit today. If you want to walk with us and have this conversation and, oh, you want to do an interview? Well, you better put your running shoes on because you can interview me as we're walking. So I think that um, it's not so people are like, oh, of course she is. Like, of course she is because they know me to walk in the city. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. It's all coming together. So. Follow us, follow the journey. I mean, can I do a plug for it? It's a fundraiser. You can go to theydidittour.ca and you can watch the process. People can donate on there towards the event. Um, yeah, because music is such a beautiful healer. And if you talk about walking, you talk about exercising, I think exercising and music go hand in hand. Most people listen to music and it helps. Like it just, it just helps. It, it you know, I think music heals incredibly. So if anyone wants a sponsor or they want us to talk about their you know, watches or they want to, you know, whatever, then we'll do that for people or we'll walk a marathon in someone's name or a mile in someone's name. So that's another great thing. People can donate a gift. Uh, we're going to walk this marathon in their name or a mile or this day or whatever in lieu of and name of. So instead of giving someone a Valentine's gift or a St. Patrick's Day gift or a Christmas gift, if this person's really, you know, loves the environment or thinks that this walking thing is kind of cool. So we can give them a gift of this mile that we walked in their name. It's interesting that, that you just compared, like we could have raised this money doing a big concert. But now if we pause and think about like the environmental impact of going and doing that huge concert, like it's probably a pretty big impact and it, it might raise the same or more funds versus this eight marathons in eight days, which by golly, good luck. Wish you the best. Although it's funny, my kids and I, we just got watches and we were just tracking. We just walked a marathon over three days, not in one day. 
and not eight of them in a row. And we were just excited for having done that. So I, I think it is an exciting thing, but I love that there's this like the walking brings, it's a kind of activity that you can do that the impact is, is only positive, not negative. <laughs> exactly. Leaky had a question. Um, I guess that you will, you are like most of us, when you started working, you had very um, traditional meetings with people and sitting at the table and talking. And was it a, a moment where you say, okay, um, I'll stop doing it. And I was going to ask you, what are the um, meetings or kind of interviews you don't do Obviously, a podcast is one of them um, because we're standing or sitting. And uh, so question why you cannot do podcasts while walking? And um, other questions, uh, was it a moment in your life? It's like, okay, I'm going to stop doing it before you people know you for that. Because on the back of my mind is, okay, if I start doing it, what do I have to tell the world, <laughs> you know? Um, okay, so I'm going to answer this with a number of questions in there. So um, for me, um, in terms of my podcast, because it's video and it's audio, it would be very difficult to do that podcast walking. Now, here's a great idea. One of you guys can go start one and have people listening. You'd have to have really good uh, noise block out because when you're walking, you can hear the wind. You can hear like I was sharing about listening to this guy walk yesterday and having this meeting and he was wearing earbuds. So you'd have to have that noise, you know, that noise destruction. But if you were doing a walking uh, podcast, you could and people could, you know, listen to that. But you'd have to figure that part out. So the the video part of it, because you'd be holding it like this. I do a lot of my podcasts on my phone. I know people do. You know, the microphone on phones are just as good these days. Um, so that's that question. Was there a moment, I think for me, um, the decision to go into having meetings being as physical as possible really just came from probably my own self-serving of, I think from a mental health standpoint, it's important to get out. So mentally, I think it's important to get out for those of us that are at home. And then that really doubled down, right? So one third of my year um, prior um, to that for nine years was, you know, I'd be in Australia opening that country. I'd be in Ireland opening that country. And so I was at different locations. I did have to take a plane. But when I got there, I tried to make the meetings as creative and as innovative as possible, right? And so instead of, you know, renting out a, a hotel room, we'd do it in someone, we'd do a meeting in someone's home. We'd all gather in someone's home and make that home the event because it was, it, it, it saved some, right? It saved some. But for me, I think it was probably self-serving in that, you know, this isn't doing my body any good sitting here. It's not doing my brain good sitting here. And there's people I know that, if I, if I need to exercise, they need to exercise. So let's get out. And conceptually, it was kind of strange in the beginning, but I'm like, I really did go that walk and talk. And I'm like, look, I need to get out. So it was probably self-serving for me in the fact that I'm staring at these walls. I've been in, I'm used to being, you know, out on the road one third of the year. Um, so that was probably really how it started. And then, I, and I think that was, it was for my own health and my own mental health well-being. Um, so did I sit here and go, it's going to be, a, you know, did I do it for carbon impact as the number one thing? No, but it made perfect sense to not walk to a restaurant or to not walk to here and just let's walk longer. I think that was it. We're not just going to go for a 10 minute walk or a 15 minute walk. We're going to walk the seawall. You know, we're going to go for an hour walk. We're going to go for, you know, when a guy came over on Sunday, I'm like, we're not walking for 10 minutes. We're walking for 40 minutes. You need to go shopping. Let's go walk to shopping. 
and let's walk back and have that experience. Because he literally said, well, why don't I just meet you? Like, I'll just drive to the store. I go, why don't you just come here? And we walk to the store and we walk back. He's like, huh, okay. You know, I mean, he wasn't thrilled, but I just didn't really pay attention to not that. Um, and uh, I kind of didn't let him off the hook. So, um, so I hope that answers your question. But at first it was really motivating around getting our body and our, my, my brain healthier. Yeah, it, it's like a lot of things we do for the planet. It doesn't start necessarily start with you know, saving the planet or doing something good for the environment, but it starts from within, from serving our personal need, one of our personal needs. Well, yeah. and I think it's the little stuff, right? It's the little yeah. stuff. It's like me telling my daughter, unplug your flat iron. It's like, you know, me telling my son, like, we don't need to leave that lamp plugged in all night. We don't need, and that was where the polar bear thing came in. And honestly, it worked for one kid, so I just kept it for the other. My kids were 10 years apart, so they've all heard about the polar bears. Um, I think it's about, you know, watching different movies, right? I mean, when cell phones came out, ask my daughter, she's 30. To this day, she thought, oh my gosh, I took her to a movie about, you know, the damage of, <laughs> the damage of cell phones, right? And so I think it's like that little piece of education or that little movement or that, you know, having the different recycling bins on, you know, like it's all that little stuff that adds up to high level success. I mean, it's like that in business. Why would it not be like that for the environment? So it's a concept. It's just conceptually, why wouldn't it be? And so when you, when you start to do this, it's good for your health. It layers your meetings. You get so much more done. Your efficiency is higher. It's less impact on the environment. Let's just go walk. Why do we need to? And then people start to get it on whatever level they get it. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's like for me when I'm I'm training for a race, I as yeah. um I sometimes yeah, yeah. say, okay, I run to your place or I <laughs> run to you. I, I arrive all dressed in sweat, but I'm focused. So I think also it it I I think you answered the question I was going to ask, but I was thinking about health and and wellness because that indirectly has an impact on the environment. You know, if we're as healthy as we possibly can be, we stay out of the healthcare system. <laughs> um, you know, there's just there's just uh, things. It's a ripple effect. Um, and mental wellness. Uh, you know, there's there's so much to be said yeah. for for doing that. Uh, even if it did start off as doing something for yourself, nothing wrong with that, really. Um, because if we can be the best, healthiest humans we can possibly be, then that's serving the planet also. Uh, I, I totally believe in that, but, uh, but it's interesting, the ripple effect. Yeah. I tell people, and I was, you know, that, that, that on as much as I can about it, but I was telling people the other day, so when it comes to health and wellness, doing everything you can for your brain and your body and what have you. And I think if people know you to be that person, it's a great lean into doing something like this. Like no one is, well, we're all surprised myself included. I thought I was doing one marathon. I've never, you know, eight and a half marathons is a little bizarre, but, um, People aren't surprised that I'm walking because they know me to be a health and wellness advocate. And this is what I tell people every day, every day. It's like you have one piece of real estate. Honestly, you have one piece of real estate and it's your body. And, um, you know, I tell people like, oh, I can't, you know, do this or I can't do that or I can't do vitamins or I can't do massage for myself or I can't go for a ride or I can't. I'm like, but you can go to Winners and spend 50 bucks on pillows. So, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can go spend 50 bucks on nutraceuticals. Go get yourself a ma massage. Go do, like, this is one piece of real estate and that's all you get. So let's walk, let's do this. And <laughs> you tell people that you're like, they're like, 
I got pillows from winners. I got, <laughs> you know what I mean, I, I bought that stuff. Right. So they're like, they, so, okay. You've guilted people into going for a walk, whatever, but just tell people you are the only piece of real estate you own seriously. And how well are you going to take care of that piece of real estate? So throw your running shoes on sweetheart and let's go. You know, it's like we have, we have one planet too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got one planet. You have one planet. People really get that. You guys are on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been really great. Does anyone have any, any last questions? I'm just looking at the time. Uh, anybody have last question for Deborah? Deborah, I would turn over to you. What's, you know, we've got a great listenership that is here to hear conversations, just sort of accessing normal people talking about how they're making a difference in the world. Any other words of advice or something that's inspiring you lately about making the world a better place? Yeah. Well, outside of the thing in Ireland, this is what I, this is the advice that I'd say to everybody is just that last piece about you are the most important, like you are the most important and that we all set presidents, you know that. We all know the, know the power of media as well. So you guys are on here for a reason because you are on other people's audiences or you're talking. And so most people have one, one place of social platform, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever you're doing. But honestly, just from, just from this conversation, taking this concept, this, this is a new concept for people. This Mary, well, I mean, maybe we should get some t-shirts, hashtag walk and talk. I mean, you know, but maybe make we do make make a new hashtag. Don't give me another business idea to do, please. But I'll, I'll support you. I'll support you. I'll wear the t-shirt. I'll buy the t-shirt. You know, let's make the journal. You know, sell it, raise money. Um, but if you actually are walking and talking or swimming and bizzing, oh, swim and biz, walk and talk. Okay, Brian, really, thank you. So, but if you do that, take pictures of yourself. <laughs> take a picture of yourself. Hey, I'm at the gym today with one of my best business clients. And by the end, by the end of this treadmill talk, we're going to have discovered his, you know, corporate logo or like start talking. Oh, someone had a aha moment. Must be, must be the one that's running, getting all the ideas. Someone's going to call me with a business. Don't do it. Um, you know, I do summits. I'll talk about it on the summit. But if you actually talk about it, but show about it, like show about it. It, um, It's incredible, the power of media. I literally just had a meeting with my public relations and in one year, we've been picked up 8 million times. So if 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 10 of those, you know, if, if like 10,000 of those have been a shot. And so I'll do the same thing. Like I'll take on my own challenge because I tend to do these meetings and I don't think about that unless it's with a gal pal. I'm like, hey, having a walk today. But I think if we put in the notes, you know, you know, swim and biz, walk and talk or what it is that you talked about. I think it's a movement that would get picked up. Brian, I think you should be the CEO. Jen, take over marketing and I'll, I'll, I'll do the media on it. But um, I think it's just about really telling people that's why you're walking. That's why you're swimming. That's why you're playing tennis. You know, we all know golf and business, right? We all know golf and business. Let's go do golf. And <laughs> so golf has this really sexy, elite um, energy around it because a lot of money and deals close on the golf course. So take that concept and apply it to and hashtag it carbon sessions while we're at it. <laughs> there you go. Carbon sessions. Carbon sessions. There you go. Well, yeah. Thank you. This has been yeah. uh, great and fun and informative yeah. and uh, and delightful. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thank you, Deborah. Thank you. Absolutely. It's been so great to meet you guys. <laughs> Who knew, right? 
who knew that something that you were just doing because would turn into a conversation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. So you guys are doing good work. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.